This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 2-1 victory over Genk in the Champions League on Tuesday evening. Now, there's a good chance you will hear the phrase job done more than once on this podcast and it really does best sum up the night's work for Liverpool, who now move top of Group E going into their final games and home to Napoli and away to Red Bull Salzburg. As always, we'll start by getting the verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst. We'll then be able to hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference, which was dominated by his take on the remarkable decision to schedule Liverpool's Carabao Cup quarter-final tie at Aston Villa just 24 hours before the FIFA Club World Cup opener in Qatar. And then you'll get the thoughts of four of our regular fan callers, Simon Donnelly, Owen Thomas, Sam Planch and Matt Addison. Thanks for joining me and we'll be back on Wednesday with the Poetry in Motion podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool on top of Group E after a hard-fought 2-1 win against the Ankara field this evening. It was a lot more nervy and a lot more tense than it perhaps should have been against the limited Belgian opposition. Um, in keeping with Liverpool's games, um, that's been happening a lot lately, it must be said. I think that's three and four now that Liverpool have won, um, squeezed out a 2-1 win, and obviously that 5-5 draw with Arsenal in the Carabao Cup last week with a 5-4 win on penalties. Liverpool took the lead early on through Gini Wijnaldum when um, James Milner's cross uh, caused a bit of pinball inside the box and uh, Wijnaldum hooked it home for 1-0 and it looked like Liverpool were going to go on and, and comfortably win it but it didn't, didn't uh, transpire. The uh, Anfield atmosphere was quite subdued, quite quiet and Jürgen Klopp had called for a lot, uh, you know, a bit, bit of a European atmosphere in his programme notes and in his pre-match press conference in the build-up to this game but uh, it didn't quite happen and the lethargy kicked in and um, Genk responded with uh, Ali Samata who headed home from a corner towards the end of the first half and Liverpool needed to, to open in the second and it didn't really happen for quite a while actually and it was left to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain who scored the brace against Genk in the, the, the return fixture in Belgium last month. Uh, it was him who got on the end with some good work from Mohamed Salah to took home uh, to make it 2-1 and Liverpool eventually um, grounded out. It, again, it was tense, it was nervy. It should never have really been that way against a side as limited as the Belgians, but Liverpool hold on. They've got a 2-1 win. Napoli's 1-1 draw with Red Bull Salzburg and Naples means that the Reds are top of the group with nine points and victory against Napoli later this month will see them through to the uh, last 16. So it's uh, all looking good for Jürgen Klopp at the moment. Top of the Premier League and top of the Champions League Group A. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Jürgen, first of all, now top of the group going into the Napoli game here. You five points clear of Salzburg as well and four goals in four for Oxlade Chamberlain. So how satisfied with the job tonight? Yeah, um, the most important thing we want and nobody is injured, so most important thing. Um, apart from that, the result is... The result because we didn't finish our situations off like we should and could have done. Um, that keeps the game pretty exciting. Yeah, left gang pretty much alive because we could we could have scored in the first half already goals. Um, it was clear that it will be a bit um, tricky in some departments because of the, the the front three never played together in in these positions um, in that uh, in a formation like this. But we wanted to have Ox between the lines. We wanted to give him the space to turn and and, and yeah, run with the face to the to the last line. Give us the options right and left. That worked out pretty well sometimes, and um, we could have housed that. We could have scored more often. Though. 
Um, and that would have changed a complete game, but then they scored the goal, a really nice goal. I saw it now back. Um, of course, we could have defended better, but it was still a really good goal. Yeah, and then, yeah, first half done, and you have to start new. We score again, uh, a really nice goal, um, and but don't finish the, the other situations off. And so that keeps them alive. The longer the game goes, the, the more the momentum goes to the other team. If you don't finish your situations off, the, the counter-attacks, all that stuff, if you don't do that, then it's like it is. I think Ali had to make one save. Um, one or two times we, we didn't really push up in the last line. That's where they could pay a pass in the box, but nothing happened then. Um, so that was, the, that was the game. Job done is the headline for the game, pretty much. And um, yeah, most important thing, of course. But group is not decided. We knew from the beginning it is a, it's a tough group. and. Um, so, yes, now we are first in the table, but we only want to be first, or really want to be first after last match day. <laughs> and um, so we have to play two tough games, and um, an important one, two important ones. And um, in each of them, we can decide it with a win, but that sounds easier as it is because both, team, both games will be really tricky. That's it. We also now know that you're going to play the Carabao Cup quarterfinal on the 17th of December. Obviously, the World Cup, Cup starts that week as well. How's that going to work logistically? Are you going to be at the Carabao Cup? Are you going to be in Qatar? Are you going to leave the Carabao Cup up to Pep? How's it, how's it all going to work? Players are even going to come over to Qatar from that game and join you over there? We asked Aston Villa if they would come to Qatar and we can play the game there. <laughs> um, no, we don't know exactly yet. We have an idea how we do it, but it's too early to speak about that. We had to make a decision now. We made a decision because all the other alternatives were, were more problems than solutions. Um, and that didn't, didn't work out, so we said, OK, that's how we, how we can do it as good as it's possible for us. And, um, but all the rest, we have now a bit of time to think about that. We have now more important things to do. Um, concentrating what we had today, playing a game, then concentrating on the next game. But in these next couple of weeks, we will make a decision how it will exactly look. But at the end, they will play a Liverpool team 100%. Okay. Need the microphone for the next question. Who's, uh, who'd like the uh, next question? A short press that conference. Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Thank you very much. You don't Pinky, have to. Yeah, Graham Beecroft. Yes, right. Why? Is that the last one? He actually asked. You just didn't see yeah. it. No peripheral well, vision on that. Well, you put yeah. under pressure from 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 either body to 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 do what you, you you've decided to do, Jürgen. The what? If I took the pressure from? Well, uh, you know, obviously the World Club Championship people, FIFA, will have wanted you to go there, and the AFL want their competition to be fantastic. Were you, were, did either body say to you, you must do this or? play then? I did they say we must do it? I'm kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to be really in trouble with the FIFA? I'm not sure. Um, we want to be really in trouble with the AFL? Probably not. So, we, we respect the competitions. And look, the the, the Carabao Cup, it sounds always like we don't want to play. That's not true. What I don't like of the Carabao Cup, to be one of us, is two legs in a semi-final. I don't understand that. It's in the most busy period. You think, OK, we play two semi-finals. That I don't understand and I don't like. But all the rest is a nice competition. We don't play the FA Cup in the first part of the season, so we play there. That's all OK. Um, and the Team World Cup, you play only if you win the Champions League. That doesn't happen in your life five million times. So it means we we'll take the opportunity. I ask you, it's the best, is it the best time in the year? No. Um, are you anyway pretty busy? Yes, but 
you go there. We try. We 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 try to play all the games we have with all what we have. But now there was this situation where nobody had an idea, and I I think you should really think about things like this before you start, because that's not the only problem we have with the Carabao Cup. If you if you have a rematch in FA Cup, which I don't like, honestly, and you come go through in the Carabao Cup to the final. We, we had that already three, four years ago when we played at West Ham. I think everybody was in front of the television and FA Cup and hoped that we don't go through because otherwise we had to play re-games and the second semi-final and stuff like this. Nobody, that you, ha you cannot work like this. That you hope that somebody goes out, that everything is fine. Maybe it's a reason that why the team goes out, why the team are going out because they know nobody knows how it works. So and we try to ignore that this time with with Arsenal. Boys just wanted to play football. That's why we why we qualified for the next round. But it was before the game. It was clear it will be really difficult. But we don't. I don't want to cancel competitions. I'm from Germany. Why should I cancel English competitions? But I have to. It should still be possible to talk about the problems. And that's what I did. That some people don't like that. I cannot change, because the problems are obvious. But it's like every year we do the same again, and, and some people find it funny and think, "Oh, look at that!" And they have to play now five games in three days, and let's see how they work. How that will work out? We cannot carry on like this. So come on, that's why Asquel sit on a table, and at one point we have to find a solution because these solutions so far they sound for me more like another problem, and that's not, uh, um, yeah, not a solution. Okay, final question from Paul. Any injuries from tonight, Jürgen? No. Today? Tonight. No. Jordan was the whole day in the bed. I hope he's better now. So, um, yeah. But I didn't speak to him after, after the game. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Job done again at Anfield tonight. We are relentless with these victories at the moment. We The phrase... Finding a way is one that's been used a lot recently and it's the one that rings true to me. We we seem to be able to find a way to win these games, even though, I don't know whether anyone agrees with me, we're not particularly playing that well at the moment. We certainly aren't up to the levels we have been, certainly the season before last when uh, we were scoring three and four goals you know, per game. We seem to be more this season wearing teams down and eventually breaking through with our persistence, our relentlessness and our fitness. And against Villa at the weekend, that was the case. I think John McGinn, the Villa player, said that, you know, we just tired them out. We just wore them out with how much we'd come back to them, no matter how well they defended. We were just persistent in our attacks and they eventually were too tired to cope. And that's why we won the game against Villa. Similar thing tonight, we have the possession stats. We had 72% possession, possession to against 28. We had 28 shots on target, I think. Oh, sorry, 28 shots on goal to against six. And I think we had eight or nine shots on target to against two. And we had nine corners to against one. So possession-wise... We were all over them, but we're not quite converting that this possession into goals as we have done in seasons in seasons past under Klopp. And that's why it's important that we're finding this other way to win, which is what we are doing. And to be frank, at the end of the season, if we win the Premier League or the Champions League, or even both, whisper that, 
we won't care how we've done it as fans. We won't care how it's been done. We won't care how how workmanlike the performances were if we get our name on one or both of those trophies. So a very professional job tonight. A lot of players got rested. A lot of first-team squad got rested, which is always good because we have got an enormous game on Sunday. An enormous game. Your classic six-pointer against Man City at our place. We go into it six points ahead of them. We'll come out of it either exactly the same or three or nine points ahead of them. And I know which one I want out of those three options. So let's hope we're all lads have had a decent rest tonight. Roll on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. That was an enjoyable match, wasn't it? A lot of fun. Uh, we had, you know, all the possession, all of the game, really. And I'm sure Genk's players are feeling both cooked and goosed. The score was only 2-1, but I imagine their legs have never felt heavier. And there were several positives to take from the match. Genie took his goal very well, I thought. It wasn't easy to get to that ball so quickly and then control his fast flick into the roof of the net. He really is operating on another plane of speed and control. Wonderful stuff. But of course, the best performance of the night for me was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. He was superb. He was everywhere, running around, winning the ball, dribbling, passing, showing strength, imagination, and then seeing him swivel like a seven-year-old on an office chair and whack the ball into the corner was utterly joy-making, wasn't it? He's back. Mm. Lovely. I also enjoyed Virgil's defensive performance. How how easy it is to overlook our Colossus at the back or take him for granted. But he really was a commander-in-chief tonight, uh, ably assisted by Fabinho, who played sensibly and supremely. And uh, Mo Salah had an interesting night. I thought he was really good, wreaking utter havoc every time he touched the ball. But perhaps he took the wrong decision just at the final moment a few times and messed up a shot. Maybe he's overthinking things. I'm not sure. Maybe he should just relax, trust his talent and just crack the ball into the back of the net. As for their goal, um, I wasn't particularly happy with the way I mean, the way it was scored. Uh, but it was a good header by their decent striker, Samata. Let's hope his friends call him what, by the way? But this seems to be the story of our recent lack of clean sheets. We just switch off for a moment and then the opposition gets a goal. I don't think there's anything major to worry about, really. We had 28 shots to their six. And this was another 2-1 win. Our sixth 2-1 win of the season already. And uh, our first 2-1 win in Europe since playing a certain team called Manchester City. Ooh, Pep, you're going to have one day less rest because they're playing tomorrow, but they're coming next. All of our attention can turn towards them. And I think, like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, we're all going to be ready for this one. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, bring on the champions, champions of Europe. I thought the, the performance was a little bit flat, so was the crowd tonight, but... 
I think what we've got, the game at City, um, I think everyone, the fans and the players, probably had their eye on it, even though you shouldn't. A few changes from Klopp, uh, you know, expected you're going to make changes at some point. Um, I thought it didn't really work, but there, w- there was some positives in the, in terms of we got three points, which is the main thing. Uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, I thought, had a, a really encouraging game. I thought he looked a lot more involved, even though he scored a couple uh, in the Gank away game, he was more involved tonight. Um, and he scored a great goal himself. I thought he was tracking back a lot more energy. Really, he could really be something uh, for us the rest of the season. Um, Salah, he's been off the boil for a couple of games since that terrible challenge against Leicester. But tonight I thought his energy, his work rate, and it had never quite come off for him. He had quite a few chances, but it was encouraging, I think. That was the reason why he played tonight, and we, you know, um, there was quite a few question marks on who got arrested, and he wasn't one of them. I think the reason is he's probably um, hardly trained since he's had that injury, and just because of the swelling on his ankle and stuff, and just play games, um, and he's come off quite a few times. So to get a match more match fitness there, when he hasn't been training much, could have been could be key. And hopefully it pays off on Sunday and he starts against City. But listen, the, the main thing is the the, the the points, really. We can't be uh, amazing every game, but we're getting spoiled with this Liverpool side because what we're doing is we're winning every week. Um, I thought Van Dijk's second half was brilliant, you know. Loads of the, all different aspects of his game. He's, he plays with a cigar out and we won so many headed challenges, nipped in front of of the players quite a lot and won the ball, brought it out, everything, you know. Um and I thought they would they would the pick of it really. The four Van Dyke, Chamberlain. Salas for his effort but not for his finishing. Would probably the pick for us tonight. Um roll on Sunday, it's a massive, massive, massive game. And hopefully the mighty Reds can go and do it again. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool's 2-1 victory over Genk this evening. And after a roller coaster over the last couple of matches, this game was far, far more relaxed. Almost too relaxed at times, I thought, in both halves, especially the first period. Liverpool could have just made it so much easier for themselves if they'd just taken a few of those chances that they got. They got there in the end, of course. Napoli, of course, dropped points as well tonight, so it was especially important for Liverpool to pick up the win. I thought the Reds were quite lethargic, lacking a little bit of urgency at times and that could have been costly when Genk equalised late in that first half. I thought Liverpool would learn from that in the second half but they didn't seem to want to press on. Perhaps the game plan was to use as little energy as possible tonight, a slight risk but it paid off in the end. And it paid off of course because of a lovely finish from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. That was enough to seal the victory and I thought he did quite well tonight. I thought he did a decent job in the first half, in the middle as a sort of false nine if you like. And obviously he was much better when he was played out wide where he's played so often before. Personally, I'd like to see him come off the bench at the very least against Manchester City. Maybe even start the game, though. Jurgen Klopp probably is unlikely to play it a little bit safer than that. Jordan Henderson, of course, out tonight with illness. If that's the same on Sunday, unlikely probably, but if that is the same on Sunday, perhaps Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is in with a little bit of a shout. Certainly more than thin- than uh, probably Navi Cater is, I thought. He did okay tonight, but nothing more than that. I thought he showed some good feet at times, but for me, he just needs to be grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck a little bit more. 
taking his chance really when he's given an opportunity. I don't think he's quite done that yet this season, or indeed in his entire time in a Liverpool shirt. Gini Wijnaldum alongside him I thought was quite good, doing exactly what he does best, keeping the ball, winning it back, and of course he got himself onto the score sheet tonight, which is always a bonus. The main thing this evening was just to win. Now all the focus can switch to Sunday afternoon and that huge game with Manchester City. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.